Good afternoon. Welcome to St. Paul the Sixth Parish. We welcome all those who are joining us on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. I am Kathy Nisafaro. My lecture partner is Giovanni Scalmani. This is the fifth Sunday of Lent. We draw closer to Holy Week and the conclusion of Lent. Let us pray together in this liturgy to follow Jesus faithfully. Please stand to greet our celebrant, Monsignor Joe. Please join us in singing our processional hymn, number 187, Lord, who throughout these 40 days, number 187. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We come together for the Eucharist. We are mindful of God's presence with us on our Lenten journey that is almost drawing to a close. May we be well prepared for Easter joy, but today, Acknowledging who we are and our own need for God's mercy and forgiveness of our sinfulness, we ask for that as we begin. May we celebrate these great mysteries well. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to life everlasting. 
we are gathered in God's name, as God's people, let us pray. By your help, we beseech you, O Lord our God. May we walk eagerly in that same charity with which, out of love for the world, your Son handed himself over to death. We ask this to our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, who opens a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, who leads out chariots and horsemen, a powerful army, till they lie prostrate together, never to rise, snuffed out and quenched like a wick. Remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago consider not. See, I am doing something new, now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? In the desert I make a way, in the wasteland rivers. Wild beasts honor me, jackals and ostriches, for I put water in the desert and rivers in the wasteland for my chosen people to drink, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might announce my praise. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I consider everything as a loss because of the supreme good of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have accepted the loss of all things, and I consider them so much rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having any righteousness on my own based on the law, but that which, but that which come through Christ through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God, depending on faith to know him and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his suffering by being conformed to his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. It is not that I have already taken hold of it or have already attained perfect maturity, but I continue my pursuit in hope that I might possess it since I have indeed been taken possession by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I, for my part, do not consider myself to have taken possession. Just one thing, forgetting what lies behind, but straining forward to what lies ahead, I continue my pursuit toward the goal, the prize of God's upward calling in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. be with you and with your spirit a reading from the holy gospel according to john glory to you o lord jesus went to the mount of olives but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area and all the people started coming to him and he sat down and taught them then the pharisees and the scribes brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law of Moses, he commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? They said this to test him, so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write in the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he bent down and wrote on the ground. And in response, they went away, one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. 
Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you have ever used a refresh key on your personal computer? It can change everything. It can make things brand new. And that's what the subject of all three of our readings lean to, that God refreshes, that God can make things new for each and every one of us. In fact, in our first reading, it actually says that. And in our book, our our reading from Isaiah today, he's addressing it to captives who have been enslaved in Babylon. Israel has been destroyed, conquered. It's one of the lowest times in the state of Israel where because of their neglect and sinfulness, God allowed the Babylonians to take them away and make ravage of everything else that was left. So they're now in a horrible place. But Isaiah is called to encourage them. And he refers back to the time when Moses crossed the Red Sea and God took care of them. All the soldiers from Pharaoh perished as the sea just came down upon them once everybody was secured of the chosen people on the other side. I kind of like the way that it's referred to, that they were quenched like a wick. That demonstrates the power of God and the benevolence of God because as he indicates later, that he still loves his chosen people and they are still those that remained were chosen. So God reassures them here that he's going to do something new again. There'll be a second exodus where they then will be returned to their homeland. And it didn't happen long after the destruction of both Israel and Judah. In our second reading from the Paul the Apostle, he talks about the newness he experienced through the Holy Spirit. He calls it the righteousness of God. And he refers to his previous righteousness, which was strictly bound by the law. The law, of course, is what the scribes and Pharisees abided by in our gospel. Paul was an expert in the law, and yet he was there persecuting Christians where he held the jacket of Stephen as he was stoned to death, our first martyr. So Paul was a grave sinner, and Christ renewed him, and he renewed him in a new righteousness. And I guess in simple terms, it's like the change gave him a spiritual antenna. And I'll describe an example to you. Many of us enjoy 
a cup of coffee in the morning as we listen to the traffic report, perhaps on the radio or television. And when we see that the route that we're going to be taking is blocked or narrowed, we look on that as a nuisance. Gosh, I gotta go another way today, find another route to get to work or to class or wherever it is I'm headed today. But the spiritual person will acknowledge that yes, I have been forced to change my way this morning. But what caused that blockage? What kind of an emergency or accident happened? And who is involved? And are they hurt? The same applies when we drive down the street and see an ambulance or a policeman. Naturally, we have to get off to the side of the road. But somebody's in trouble. And our spiritual antenna should be going up and saying, we need to pray for somebody. Somebody's, somebody's not doing well. Something happened. And we can also pray for grace on those emergency responders, whether they be police or medical people that are en route. So that's part of what the righteousness of God that Paul's speaking of in simple terms. More importantly, they also speak to how we approach major decisions in our life, whether it's to be what kind of major I want to have in school, or what I want to do with my life, or who it is that I elect to marry, or, gee, I, I've got two job opportunities, which one do I take? All these are major decisions in life that you should, we can submit to God and pray for his graces and his wisdom because he's there to provide it when we let him. In our gospel reading, we read about a woman who is caught in an act of immorality. She's dragged through the streets. There's one thing that's hokey in this particular instance, that is the law that the Pharisees and the scribes ascribe to is that the, both the man and the woman should be stoned. In this case, we got a half-baked situation. And it's a signal to the Lord and to the readers of this gospel that we know that they're up to something, the people who brought her there. They have devious intentions and intend on trying to trick or discredit the Lord. So here he has a woman, a woman who engaged in a mortal act of wrong, okay? That's not something you hear a lot about today. Mortal sin still exists. This is labeled as such. That's what it is. A grievous offense against God. And they're looking to Jesus to answer this. Does he send her off to be stoned? Or does he have compassion? So Jesus writes on the ground. And a lot of people in this particular scripture will look and wonder, well, gee, what it is that he wrote? He may not have written anything of significance. That gesture at that time 
was a gesture of refusal or disengagement. And not that Jesus wasn't challenged or wasn't going to answer the question. But when he does answer it, he answers it with a great convicting challenge. You who are without sin can cast the first stone. And because these were men of the law, they knew of their own imperfections. They knew that they weren't godlike and they had faults and sins. And one by one, they all walk away. And Jesus questions her, where'd they go? Didn't they condemn you? He says, no. She says, no. And Jesus says, neither do I. There's one important aspect about this that I want to relate to you, and that is all Lent long we're called to repent. Repent means to turn. But there are some sub-levels to that that are very important to mention and note. This woman was remorseful and sorry. And when we say the act of contrition, how does it go? Oh my God, I am heartily, wholeheartedly sorry. So when we approach God in repentance and within the sacrament of reconciliation, that's a prayer that's usually asked to be said. And we need to mean it. Because God doesn't just forgive people who aren't sorry for their sins. There's no magic to it. It requires our effort. And being sorry registers with the heart, more so perhaps than the word repent, because it's a sublevel and a component of repentance. And Jesus saw that she was sorry and forgives her. Jesus can make us all new, and he does when we act in that particular way and come forward to him, which is why the examination of conscience between the times that we've been to confession last and the one that we are about to is so important. We don't want to extend that time out to months and years if we can avoid it because we will forget the times and instances where we have sinned. But in order for the Lord to make us new and to make us new and refresh us, it's a requirement that we do a good examination of conscience and that we are truly sorry. So now is the accepted time, as was said to us back in Ash Wednesday, couple of Mondays left when confessions will be provided up at Lady of Mount Carmel at 6 on Mondays and there'll be a host of other times that are listed in the bulletin. So I would suggest to each of you to please consider it. May his peace be with all of you.
Together we profess what we believe. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became a man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken to the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Trusting in God's mercy, we present these prayers, our petitions. Our response this afternoon is, Lord, hear our prayer. That all followers of Christ humbly recognize their weakness and seek forgiveness in Christ Jesus, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That all elected officials work to ensure growth, development, and religious freedom for their countries, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That our participation in the Archbishop's annual appeal will keep us in solidarity with those who suffer or are in need of any kind, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And as our concern about the coronavirus continues, that we remember all essential emergency personnel, first responders, and their families, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for the members of St. Paul VI Parish during this Lenten season to experience renewal and reconciliation, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for the members of our parish who are sick and hospitalized, those that are confined to home can no longer worship with us, and for those who have died, including Dr. Joseph Camilleri, Deborah Van Horn, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And we pray for the intention of this Mass, which is for the people of Ukraine, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our own personal intentions, those written in the Book of Hope and all those on the angel prayer line, We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. God of all goodness, listen to the prayers of your children and grant us growth in faith during this Lenten season. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reminder that there is a second collection today. It is our monthly collection. And once again, we do thank you for your kindness and your generosity.
Let us pray that my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to the Lord, our God. Hear us, Almighty God and Father, and having instilled in your servants the teachings of the Christian faith, graciously grant them and each one of us by the working of this sacrifice. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for you have given your children this sacred time for the renewing and purifying of their hearts, that freed from all sinfulness, each one of us may handle the things of this passing world so as to hold dear the things that endure eternally. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you and without end acclaim. Therefore, Almighty God and Father, we bless through Jesus Christ, your Son, who comes in your name. For he is the word that brings salvation, the hand you extend to sinners, the way by which your peace is offered to us. When we ourselves had turned away from you on account of our own sins, you brought us back to be reconciled, O Lord, so that converted at last to you, we might love one another through your Son, whom for our sake you handed over to death. And now, celebrating the reconciliation that Christ has brought us, we entreat you, sanctify these gifts by the outpouring of your Spirit, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, whose command we fulfill when we celebrate these mysteries. For when about to give his life to set us free, as he reclined at supper, he took bread into his hands, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you.
in the same way, on that same evening, he took the chalice of blessing in his hands, confessing your mercy, he gave the chalice to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. Celebrating, therefore, the memorial of the death and resurrection of your Son, who left us this pledge of his love, we offer you what you have bestowed on us, the sacrifice of perfect reconciliation. Holy Father, we humbly beseech you to accept us also together with your Son, and in this saving banquet, graciously to endow us with his very Spirit, who takes away everything that estranges us from one another. May he make your church a sign of unity and an instrument of your peace among all people. And may he keep us in communion with Francis, our Pope, Leonard, our Bishop, with all bishops, priests, and deacons, and your entire people. Just as you have gathered us now at the table of your son, so also bring us together with the glorious Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and all the saints, with our sisters and brothers and those of every race and tongue who have died in your friendship. Bring us to share with them the unending banquet of unity in a new heaven and a new earth, where the fullness of your peace will shine forth in Christ Jesus, your Son, our Lord. For through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. thanksgiving, we pray in the words our Savior has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all that is evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may always be free from sin, safe from distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of the church and graciously grant peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Happy are we who are called to share in the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, my soul shall be healed. This is a spiritual communion prayer for those viewing Mass online. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament of the altar. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
Please join us in singing our communion hymn, number 603. What wondrous love is this, number 603.
Let us pray. We pray, Almighty God and Father, that we may always be counted among the members of Christ Jesus, your Son, in whose body and blood we have communion. He lives and reigns forever and ever. So just a few announcements. Um, our Monday evening confessions continue and with adoration. And because it's the season of Lent, there will be a Lenten um, talk following at 7 o'clock. So please, you're invited to uh, come to that. And that will be at Mount Carmel Church. So on Monday evening, 6 o'clock for confessions, 7 o'clock for the Lenten talk. And on Friday, the Stations of the Cross will continue. Now. There are many opportunities for the Stations of the Cross. At noontime, they will be at Blessed Sacrament. And this week, there'll be a light lunch afterwards. And then um, at 7 p.m., there'll be Stations also at Mount Carmel, and a light supper will precede the Stations. So if you go at Blessed Sacrament, you get something after if you go up Mount Carmel, you get something before. And then at 7 p.m. also, there'll be stations at Blessed Sacrament in Spanish. So we have many opportunities. And even though we have three wonderful altar servers here tonight, who happen to be sisters and brother, and we've had them for many years, and we appreciate their help, we are also looking for new altar servers. So um, if you'd like to volunteer any of yourselves or your children or your grandchildren, please do so. Um, let us know. Um, the Palm Crosses orders um, can be picked up next weekend um, that the Knights of Columbus are running. And they'll be downstairs in the church hall here, in the Donnelly Parish Center. and. Um, I didn't put down what time. All day? Three o'clock? Three o'clock. Thank you very much. Okay. So they'll be available uh, at three o'clock and you can pick them up on Sunday morning also. Yes? Okay. Good. All right. And the Knights of Columbus also named their um, family of the month. And the family of the month is the Bill Murray family who happens to be here. Congratulations, Bill. And there are numerous other things in the bulletin, so please um, take one home to read. Now, and then for the people who are online watching, gee, if you don't get a bulletin, you could go online and read it, but if you'd like us to mail you one, we'll mail you one too. I didn't hear any response. <laughs> They're probably laughing at home. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow your heads for God's blessing. Bless, O Lord our God, your people, who long for the gift of your mercy, and grant that what at your prompt prompting they desire, they may receive by your generous gift, through Christ our Lord. Amen. May our gracious God bless us. 
the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, other evil spirits, who prowl about the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. Enjoy the evening. Thank you. Please join us in singing our recessional hymn, number 179, The Glory of These Forty Days, number 179.